there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is just a very extra way of saying a A podcast. podcast. I'm Dios FM. And I am Mala Muñoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast, hosted by us, Mala and Diosa. We're two IG friends turned podcast partners, breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives. Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mamis of Myth and Bullshit, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we were podcasting independently since 2016, but joined iHeartMedia's My Cultura Network in 2022. This year, we're continuing to share stories from the Latinx community pa todo el mundo. Welcome to Season 8. Are, Are you, you listening? listening? Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to Season 8 of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. You're tuning in to Capitulo 190-190. Last time on Locatora Radio, we discussed estrangement in the Latinx community with LCSW, Violeta Fernandez. Go ahead and tune into that episode. Let us know what you think. It was a heavy episode. We want to hear your stories. Make sure you leave us a review. Leave us a comment on one of our clips, either on Instagram or TikTok, and subscribe to Locatora Radio and share with a friend. Yes, yes. Tune in to all past 190 episodes if you haven't already. We are chugging along close to 200, and I cannot wait to reach that next milestone. But in the meantime, in we the have meantime. more episodes, more, more, more content, if you will, um, to talk about. So today, what are we talking about, Mala? We're talking about girly things, just girly stuff, all things girl, girlhood. Girls, I think, were just like the it people last year, especially on social media. Everything is girl math. Girl dinner. Yeah. Um, we're girls. We're going to put our hair up in a messy bun and pull out two little pieces of hair at the front. Exactly. We're, we're girls. girls. We're going to ask for a little bite of your food. We are. 
we're girls. We're going to have an iced coffee. Yeah. I mean, and it was also the year of Barbie, the year of Greta Gerwig. Yes. The year of Margot Robbie, yes. America Ferreira. I mean, just a ton of women, right? But yeah. also just uh, women talking about girly things, for lack of a better word, and just gr- their girlhood in general. And so we wanted to talk about why we think that's happening mm-hmm. and also reference an article that uh, analyzes why they think this is happening, too. I do think that we've done we've done this. Yeah. You know, over the years, as trends come and go, as girls blow up online, as conversations about womanhood and girlhood happen, I think we've dipped in and out and we've mm-hmm. sort of tracked this. And um, I think it's really interesting where we're at right now, because with TikTok being such a visual platform, so much video, I think you really have like everyday girlhood like visually on display display in ways that I think are newer for us, you know, not just film, not just television, but it's everyday literal girls, you know, creating their their channels and their personalities and their content. And it gives us a lot to analyze and pick apart in many ways. Yeah. And I think, well, we've now reached the 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 point of our adult life where there are generations that have only known the internet. We were on that cusp of like, we remember the time before social media, but then we were very much quick to learn it and be able to use it and then create whole businesses off of social media. And so I think that we have that kind of limbo in between where we can see both. Mm -hmm. But like, of course, the newer generation, just based on when they were born and how they've grown up, when they've grown up, they've only known the Internet. They've only known TikTok. They've only known Instagram, Facebook, maybe not even Facebook. Right. Instagram and TikTok probably only. Right. I think, too, for us, because we were hybrid online, offline, you know, IRL, URL, like as kids, I know a a significant part of my adapting into womanhood like I spent my girlhood like analyzing examples of women right you know I remember on tumblr I used to follow this account curves in color that I loved of course growing up um there were a lot of like girl-led tv shows right I think of like the Amanda show I think of Amanda Bynes I think of Hilary Duff and the Lizzie McGuire show and I think of Raven Raven Simone. Simone and that's so Raven and the list goes on and on and um being on MySpace, you know, these places, there were these visual cues and lifestyle cues and things of like, oh, okay, so when I'm a teenager, this is what I do. When I'm a right. woman, this is what I do. Um, and so I think it's always been there for us. And the question is now, how has it evolved? Yeah, definitely. And The Cut published an article back in December of 2023 titled Woman in Retrograde. And it's written by Isabel Cristo, and we will link it in our show notes so that y'all can read it. And she does her own analysis of the marketing, basically. She's really looking at the marketing of girliness, girly things, and how women are spending a ton of money to kind of reinvest into girlhood Mm. and thinking about why is womanhood so unappealing Mm. and well there's a ton of reasons actually that womanhood can be unappealing I mean it can be very scary to be a woman out in the world Um, I really appreciated her analysis but I think that there is some perspective that we can add to it based on like our positionality as and the women that we are um, that I, for me that I think was missing from this article that I think was really great, but I think there was some stuff missing. Totally. I think um, so the article is talking about like 
A, what is girlhood? Like, what period of time is it? There's a, a girlhood, and then there's a time when you're no longer in girlhood. You're not a girl anymore. And something um, that the author talks about, the thing about girlhood is that it's a before time, before puberty, before life, and importantly, before feminism. Although in reality, girlhood can be pierced by the politics of the adult world. It's a period that precedes those choices that feminism has always concerned itself with, like marriage, child rearing, career building, homemaking, sex, sexuality, and caretaking. Um, girlhood is also a time where we're free of those consequences of those choices. So what she's basically positing in as in girlhood, we're not we're not our full selves yet. Right. We're not fully realized. We're not fully human, and we're not fully um, sort of obligated to fulfill you know like these staples of womanhood right and it makes me think about the episode that we did last season where we titled are the girls okay and we were talking about the decline of feminism and so i can kind of see this this overlap of we don't want to kind of concern our not we the general we we don't want to concern ourselves with feminism because things are intense mm-hmm. like Roe versus Wade was overturned maybe there's less importance put on feminism as an ideology as a movement because there's no real movement in the same way there was before and so we're gonna actually lean into girlhood because it was before this complex time where we had to concern ourselves with with feminism I can kind of see maybe there's an overlap there yeah There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Yeah. The the in the past we talked about the trad wives mm-hmm. trend that we've seen on TikTok. And again, a lot of this is now going back to TikTok. We used to say on Twitter we saw this, but now we're seeing Twitter things. Twitter is dead. <laughs> Twitter is dead. So we see a lot of I guess, you know, just viral social moments are happening on TikTok. And um, uh, this sort of subsection of TikTok users who like their trad wives and their whole thing is like, I want to be like Little House on the Prairie in my garden, not caring about the world. Like my husband's going to take care of me. I'm baking fresh bread for my kids. Sounds terrible. None to of me. them are vaccinated. <laughs> you know, like it's they're very like back to the earth. Like yes. and and that sort of a thing has its like roots in a type of like Christo fascist, yes. like white supremacist, like nuclear family. Absolutely. Um, and so we talked about how. There, on what we were seeing is like content creators really romanticizing this idea of the trad trad wife, and then of course what ends up happening is like very young content creators, like young girls in girlhood, um, also sort of like romanticizing that idea. Yeah, you know, like we're girls. I just want to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want a job. I just want a frolic. Right. With my silly little bows in my cottage core house and my ta 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 ta. You know? Yeah. And not to call these girls silly, but these are the this is the language we use. Yes. You know, my silly little iced coffee and my silly little this and my, my silly, silly little, little walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like um uh reductive of I and I think this is also like sorry, it always ties back to capitalism, like we're like grasping for some type of like joy and yeah. some type of escape because capitalism is so awful. And so it's like I need a silly little walk for my mental health because I'm being worked to to the grave or whatever that yeah. it may be for you. Um, or I'm I'm being exploited at work and I can't pay my rent and we're in a ho- housing crisis. So I'm going to go get my silly little iced coffee. Totally. You know, and I think that we we use this language like this diminutive language because it in a way it makes us again the generalists right I, when i say us and we i mean like this is the pop culture this is what's happening this is the culture yeah. right now um it makes us feel less alone or less like it's less intense like yes. what actually what we're facing is really intense right now there's a genocide happening on the other side of the world and life has continued to go on for mm-hmm. people in the US and so we can cling to the ways that we're like things are are little and cute and girly 100% it also makes me think of like remember a few years ago all the, the the big conversation everybody was having was like, women need to stop saying like and don't have an upward inflection at the end of your sentences and don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. And there was some other author, I, I should have pulled it up, but there's an article out there where basically this writer was like, stop picking at women and the way that they talk and everything that we do, like right. leave us alone. So with the cut article and things like this, part of me also has that response. Me too. Yeah. Like, let us wear our bows. Yeah. Let us, if the, if the girls want to be coquette, like, let them be coquetas. Like, <laughs> if they want to dress, like, in, like, ruffles and ballet core, like, who cares? Like, leave the girls alone. That's how I felt when I, I like, that, that's one of the reasons I sent it to you when I read it, because I thought, like, okay, yes, I see this, and I think we should talk about it, but also... That's where I feel that that I, I feel like the author and the, I looked up the author. She looks like a, a white woman, you mm-hmm. know, and so I think her 
picture of girlhood that she's describing is white girlhood. Right. And so there are, you know, young girls of color that are denied girlhood. There are young girls of color that are made to grow up quicker for various reasons. And so then that's also another side of why I see adult women tapping into like girly things, right? I see this like connect with your younger child, yeah. your inner child, connect with your younger self um, and nurture her and take care of her because she needs you. And the work that you're doing now is to heal that part of you that maybe wasn't taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that that more holistic approach for me is what's missing in that article totally. where it's it's there's more nuance, I think, because I think what we should be asking is like, well, why are grown adult women actually identifying with like girlhood and, and the girly things? You know what? For me, that's what's missing. Yeah, I, I as I was thinking about this episode on the way over here on the topic, my question to myself was, how has my womanhood actually, how does it actually differ from my girlhood? How different is it? And then I break it down and I'm like, honestly, it's not that different in many ways. Like, I still Mm -hmm. like a lot of the same things that I like to do when I was a little girl. I still love doing those things with some of my same friends that I experienced girlhood with. Like, we carried those things that we loved and we bring them into our adult womanhood um, because it's femininity in some ways, Mm -hmm. you know? And we were like, we experienced femininity as children, but it stayed with us and evolved and grew with us. And so we can still sort of appreciate the same things. Like I started thinking about like, okay, what did I like to do when I was a kid? We love to go to the mall and shop. We love to go to Claire's and get all kinds of costume jewelry and accessories and piercings we were not supposed to have. We loved glitter and lotions and body spray. Sweet Mm -hmm. pea, of course. Iconic. Cucumber melon. Yes. All that stuff. You know what I mean? Like um, roll on lip gloss. We loved a shiny lip. We love to look like our lips were covered in saliva at all times. (laughs) And in some ways, we still love that. You know what I mean? Um, Wanting to wear nail polish in school when you're not allowed to. You know, as little girls, like, we wanted to wear makeup. We wanted to do our hair. I was crimping my hair. I was straightening my hair. Because you just want to engage in those. You see these examples of, like, rituals of femininity, and you incorporate them into your girlhood. You're, like, practicing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know there's a lot of criticisms of, like, girls today. Oh, my God. They're, like, in Sephora. They're buying skincare or whatever. We were we had the the next closest accessible thing to us. We were buying those products and putting them on our faces. Mm -hmm. Like, we would have sleepovers almost every single weekend, and our favorite thing to do was a face mask with the girls. You know? We didn't have, like... Sephora and Ulta and all that stuff necessarily and skincare was not what it is now right and other kids were not marketing skincare to us Mm -hmm. but today like that's what's happening yeah like the girls are responding to what's being marketed to them and there's just more than 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 what we had there's more options right capitalism and then there's more visibility and access to it and what I've been thinking about too is like it's very much cyclical like I think the of any generation, like the adult women are reclaiming girlhood or reclaiming parts of themselves, while the young girls are like buying the drunk elephant skincare. Mm-hmm. The young girls are trying to be older. And I think that that's not new. That's like Always. all of us, mm-hmm. when you're a young girl, you want to be older. Everything is better when you're older. And then you're older and you're like, oh my God, this right. is terrible. Get me young. out of here. <laughs> take me back, not to middle school, but take me back yeah. to a time where I didn't have so much responsibility or things just felt brighter newer shinier you know take me back 
Yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, and I don't know. I I just um. I also think like I I think about any period of my life as a child or as a young person, and I actually can't pinpoint a time where I'm like, yeah, definitely take me back there. No, same same here. You know what I definitely mean? Definitely don't take me back. But I think that's that's like the beauty of then being an adult, yes. right? Is that you can pick and choose like, oh, this was really nice. I yeah. loved Hello Kitty. I loved having sleepovers with my friends. Actually, I wasn't allowed to have sleepovers. But yeah. so I'm going to have sleepovers now. now. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like picking and choosing those things that were really nice about being a young girl and keeping, and, them. And keeping them. And now as an adult and intentionally doing them and having these rituals for yourself. And um, I, going back to what you said about femininity, I also feel like there is just a lack of awareness of like femme identity, right? And then femininity as praxis, as power. And so, again, I think like we're hating on we're hating on things to hate on them. This is also like a result yeah. of a l- larger like cultural shifts happening. Yeah. And I've been thinking, too, like, as millennial women, right, we're no longer the target audience. Gen Z is, like, slowly will not be the target audience. It's going to be, like, Gen Alpha. Yeah. Eventually, right? Yeah. And so I think, like, as we get older, there's, you know, some of us that maybe want to stay on trend. And so we're going to, like, wear the little bows or whatever. And um, and I, th- I think this is the first time where we, as the millennial generation, are like, oh, we're not the target audience anymore. Right, right. And then how does that feel? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel relieved because, <laughs> yeah, stop targeting me. Like, <laughs> it's too much attention. It's too much pressure. And... um it's an ever evolving thing, you know, the trends, like they're micro trends, all of them. And so they're here for like, instead of being here for a decade, there was, you know, like you can say, oh, the 60s fashion. Right. An entire decade of fashion that had a cohesiveness. 70s fashion, 80s, fashion, 90s, even, even 2000s, mm-hmm. at least 10 years to solidify a trend so that it like stands out in the history books. Right. Now, uh, it's yeah. The trends last like six months to a year. If maybe. that, if that, the maybe. micro trends are definitely like quicker, right? So again, like this is a product of overconsumption and capitalism. Yeah, and, and part of it fueled, I think, by social media and this like wanting to keep up with what the influencers have or yeah. what my friend has. I want, I want that same product, yeah. so that I can also have the the girly thing and the girly life and the romanticized notion of like, this is what my life should look like. 100%. 100%. It's exhausting. Um, you know, I don't envy that. And that's part of the, the luxury and the joy of like being an adult and being in your 30s is I don't miss it. It sounds exhausting to me. I don't have the strength. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. Like, I just don't have it in me, you know? And I also just want to say, we are always, we we're, we love to pick on little girls. It's mm-hmm. our favorite, as a society, royal we, like, from Britney to the Olsen twins to on and on and on and on and on. Uh, Amanda Bynes, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like, people are always picking on little girls. And, like, little girls also just as a group. Oh, yeah. Even thinking about, like, okay, like, some of our favorite boy bands or, like, even, like, a comedian like Matt Reif, right, where everyone, like, oh, well, you make music or you tell jokes for girls, so it's trash. Oh, well, your audience is just teenage girls. Well, the only person who likes what you make are teen girls. Like, they're an unworthy trash demographic. Right. Who don't count. Yeah, it's the misogyny. Like I, I see that with Taylor Swift and, like, I'm I'm not a Swifty, but I respect what she's done and how like her fans are global, like the Swifties. I I think I respect that as an artist, and I see it, and mm-hmm. I I'm like okay, I not there's a nod there, right? I yeah. I, res- I see it, I respect it, but there's like this deep misogyny of wanting to downplay like her as an artist yeah. because her demographic are teen girls or young women. Yeah. And so I definitely I, I agree with what you're saying. Anything I, that the girls like is like frivolous. It's like annoying. Yes. It's like what it's not important. It's yeah. not as like respectable. It's not. It's like not true art. Um and which is interesting because I think year after year, thing after thing, time after time, like Girls, teen girls push products. Yep. They push movements. They push trends. Yes, they do. They make things financially successful and like box office hits. If the teen girls are behind you, like if the tween girls are behind you, you're going to, your product is going to do well. You're going to have a long, illustrious career. Yep. And I would also like to say, 
why are we not picking on the boys? Let's pick on the boys. Yes. What are the boys doing that we're, we need to write think pieces about that we need to be concerned about? Yes, they're being indoctrinated into alpha males. Like yes. those are the things we need to be actually talking about and paying attention to. Like violently red pilled yep. and shooting up schools. I started following this mom and it p- brought me down this rat girl. I've been on this rabbit hole of mothers who are like very vocal and outspoken and just very plain and straightforward on TikTok that they have sons who are minor children who um, are violent. You know, like I follow this one mother who talks about like her one son, I think her handle is general education. When her son was nine years old, he got his first like run in with law enforcement and got like an arson charge because he set something on fire at his school. And then she and she's like talking about this in great detail because she's been dealing with this for years now with her son. Then her son gets a charge for assault for trying to attack a teacher. Then he gets another arson charge. And then and then she's going down the list of his charges through the juvenile justice system. From the time that he from from 12 to 15 years old, he's been in juvenile detention or placements and like the hospitals can't keep him because he's too violent for the hospitals and they try to send him home. But he attacks the mom and the sister. So they send him to juvenile detention and they can't, you know, like there's nowhere for young men like that to go when they're exhibiting those types of behaviors. And I bring this up because then I start to notice that this mom is actually part of this kind of community of mostly women Mm. who are saying, I have a son who has been diagnosed with whatever he's been diagnosed with, different types of mental illnesses, childhood mental illnesses. My son is a sociopath. My son is a psychopath, like clinically. He can't be in the house. He's too dangerous. He's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. There's nowhere else for him to go. We can't control him. We've tried everything. He's on lithium. He's been in therapy since he was six, you know. He's in placement. And I see things like that. And I and what those moms have taught me, because what they're talking about in on their channels is that they're keeping these most families who deal with something like that. They keep it very quiet. Mm. They keep it very hush hush. They right. don't talk about it because it's scary and it's sad and it's shameful. Right. But when we talk about things like toxic masculinity and how it starts like at a young age or it starts at home, I'm like, I see content like that. And then I see the girls just like, like, oh, here's my ballet core. Get ready with me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, can we shift our focus? The girls and their bows are fine. They're going to be fine. Let them frolic. Let them be coquette. Let them be tumbet. Whatever it is Mm -hmm. they're calling themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, clearly there's, like, people over here, like, crying for help. Right. Because the boys, the counterparts, are, like, not doing okay. Like, in the grand scheme, girls are kind of doing fine. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, I also wonder, me personally, as a petite woman, I'm very terrified of the, like, coquette. Like, that is not my aesthetic and that is not my thing because it, yeah. it's very, it can be, it, depending on who you are, it can be, like, very infantilizing. Mm-hmm. And then that invites a different type of audience. Totally. You get me? I mean, it has, like, it's very Lolita core. Yeah. And which, if you know Lolita, you know why that's problematic. Exactly, yeah. So there's also, like, I think... I don't know. It's it's so layered and it's so nuanced. And I don't think it's enough to just be like, the girls are in trouble. It's like, well, I think we need to ask ourselves why the girls are not okay. And also, like, maybe why the girls are maybe afraid of being adult women or why the adult women are trying to, like, reclaim parts of their girlhood. What was missing for them? I mm-hmm. think there's just more nuance to it. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like for every human being, there's a nuance. Yeah. You know, so like for every girl, there is a caveat Mm -hmm. or a different layer or Mm -hmm. a different level um, as to why they put bows in their hair. (laughs) It's different for everybody. And then, you know, I see people talking about like um, on TikTok, well, if you're braiding ribbons into your hair, like that's a very indigenous. It is. Like indigenous women practice braiding ribbons into their hair. I've seen folks, you know, um, post videos and shouting out like indigenous women from Oaxaca. And so I think within like the Latine mm-hmm. corner of this conversation, a lot of the Latine fashion girlies have been incorporating like ribbons braided into their hair, which is very beautiful and looks very beautiful. But then I've also seen in the comments like this isn't coquette. This is indigenous. Yes. Yes. So layer upon layer, layer upon, upon layer upon layer. Where there is internet, there will be discourse. Yes. Is basically what it what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this Tumbet like subsec is really interesting. Jen from the block yes. has been doing her Tumbet like core. I love to see it. It's very interesting. It's very cute. Because like Coquettes seems to be like, okay, this is storybook, it's Lolita, it's cottage core, mm-hmm. it's like super it's ballet core undertones. And then Tumbet seems to be all of that, but meets like Buchona. Rancho Paisa. Yes. If you can imagine those things coming together. Just look at Jen from the block. She does She's it beautifully. Doing it. Yeah. When she does it, I'm like, what? It looks amazing on her. Yeah. When you know? she puts it all when together. When she styles it on herself, it looks fabulous. I could not see myself wearing that, but it looks amazing on her. Yeah. Yeah. I you know. I could never, but Jen looks great. Jen looks great. She can do it. Mm-hmm. I think that that also speaks to like, you know, of course, style and how you style yourself. And then also like not keeping up with the trends, but creating your own style outside of the trends. Because the trends come and go, as we know. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know, girl. There's so much. I've also been seeing so much like uh, there's like a ballet talk, you know, and on ballet talk, they've been talking about how ballerinas back in the day like especially in the opera houses and such. Most yes. of them, right, were like underage girls. And a lot of them were sort of being um, sort of forced into sex work. Yes. You know, and that ballerinas sort of had that place in society. We don't necessarily think of ballerinas the same today as as they were thought of and treated back then. But talking about the Lolita and the infantilization and the ballet, like it all sort of has kind of like murky yes. upsetting undertones and histories if you look far enough agreed and i think that's why we have to talk about it it's like yes the girls let let everyone do whatever they want but then there's also like the cultural nuance behind it mhm which is exactly what you're saying mhm so i mean i think as with all things girly and girlhood there's no right answer <laughs> no. and there's no right way to do it and no matter what you do there's going to be commentary oh yeah and probably criticism and that's part of being a woman actually yes it is Mm -hmm. it's like you're always being perceived you're always performing yes if femininity is performance Mm -hmm. then one is always performing yes it's exhausting it is i am so tired Mm -hmm. it's tiring it's tiring here we are take your (laughs) (laughs) omega-3s get your calcium take your magnesium because you're gonna need it honey yes (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. true. It's Mm -hmm. true. Well, some food for thought today on Locatora Radio. As always, you know, our advice is like, think about it, interpret it, analyze it, and then do what you will with it. Yes. Do what's best for you. Yes. Do what's best for you. And that's all. (laughs) (laughs) 
do you boo boo? That's a throwback. We there used we to go. say that. Do you boo boo? Do you boo boo? Not me, but that was definitely a thing. It was I remember. A thing. She's like, not me. She's <laughs> like, I've never said boo boo in my life. No, I have not. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Locatora Radio. We will catch you next time. Besitos. Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, is executive produced and hosted by me, Mala Munoz, and Diosa Femme. Story editing by me, Diosa. Audio editing by Stephanie Franco. Thank you to our locamores, our listeners, for all of your support. Besitos. Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella. Hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Femme. Some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.